welcome to Athena's podcast, Lifting While Climbing. I'm Holly Smithson, Athena's president and CEO and your host for today's podcast. I am so excited. Uh, I hope everybody listening had a, an exceptional uh, Thanksgiving and a moment to give pause and, and really give thanks for, for where we are, uh, all things considered around the globe. Uh, today is is Marty's a really special uh, podcast for us. Uh, we're we're going to be launching into a little bit of a shift in terms of uh, what this podcast is designed to do. Uh, ultimately, to to give inspiration, uh, to give examples of women that are leading in STEM, and really put a focus on on the strategies, the tactics, uh, and some of the techniques that have enabled these women to enter and lead from the front. Uh, so we decided we were going to launch into this new shift uh, and this podcast brought to us by our partners at Qualcomm uh, with Panpea Kadami. Really excited to have you in our studio and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Holly, for having me. All right, Pantea, we've got a lot to unpack here. Pantea is the worldwide head of uh, genomics and precision medicine and solutions and strategy at AWS. Uh, she is very well known in the genomic circles, uh, certainly here in California as a former executive with Illumina. Uh, and AWS was smart enough to uh, snatch her and uh, bring her over to AWS. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your a very illustrious career. Um, and then I want to kind of get a little bit into some of the, the advantages that you were afforded in terms of mentorship and sponsorship. Absolutely, Holly. So um, Holly, by training, I'm an engineer. So I was at MIT for my undergrad and grad school. And I was always passionate about using technology and problem solving to advance medicine and help patients. So my research in undergrad and grad school was around implantable medical devices, vaccines uh, for nanoparticles for HIV vaccine delivery. And then um, right after grad school, I joined Illumina. And I spent over a decade at Illumina focusing on leveraging genomics and sequencing to really um, help us with precision medicine and getting better at diagnosis, treatment, and really helping patients throughout their journey. Um, about two and a half years ago, I joined AWS uh, because as you know, a lot of the precision medicine issues are there now data issues. You have a lot of data, you have a lot of different data modalities such as genomics, medical images, and you really need to be able to combine all of this to gain insight to really influence the, the path of um, diagnosis and therapy. So it's really, you know, biotech and tech coming together to help us um, uh, improve human health. And as I think about, you know, in the in the realm of engineering and that vertical, I think we're about, uh, I want to say about 15%. Um, our women our women are represented uh, 15% of our engineer um, professions in the United States. So that is the smaller uh, subsection within the STEM umbrella. So you obviously uh, are, are part of a very, very elite cohort as a, as a female engineer. I'd love to learn a little bit about how you got introduced to that, um, that field and, and what were some of the things that um, cast you in that direction? Sure. Um, yes, Holly. So in my grad program, actually, there were 40 of us and there were 38 male and two female. And so um, so it's, you know, that that sort of, sort of being the only woman in the room or one of the very few people in the room is something that I've experienced for the last like 20, you know, 20 plus years. 
And, um, and I think for me, the gravitation toward engineering was really around building that mental model of problem solving, big problems, how do you break them down into manageable blocks and tackle them one at a time. And this, this strategic thinking that comes with um, sort of looking at the world and thinking about how you can make it better and then putting together solutions, plans and executing on that. So very much that engineering mindset of being a builder to make a difference. Um, and I think part of it was just um, part of my DNA, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to be um, be contributing and building and helping. And then what were some of the, um, I'd be interested to learn about some of the influences, some of the nurturing, right? So, so you can have sort of that inner knowing, this is my path, this is where I come alive. This is where my fire takes off. But along the way, in that sort of micro environment, if you will, uh, what were some of the influences, um, good or bad, that sort of cemented your path? Um, Holly, I do believe that you don't find your passions, your passions find you. And as you're going through life, if you have enough self-awareness, it's just you naturally gravitate towards certain fields, certain industries. And you know, you just have to be very intentional about following that and really, you know, investing in it. So, so I think one, one um, sort of one thing that has helped me in my career is listening to that inner voice that, or what gets me really excited, what kind of research, what kind of program, what kind of company, what kind of mindset. So that has been one thing. And the second one has been really, um, I think, looking at people and uh, that there are places that I want to be. And then just really almost studying them carefully, whether if I have access to them, you know, having them as my mentors, or if I don't have access to them, um, you know, just kind of reading about them, if they have a biography, because um, I do believe that, you know, it's you're the CEO of your life, and you should run, run it, run that company really well. And like any well-run company, you should have a board of directors, and you want them to be as diverse as possible. And I also believe that um, there's no like work and life. There's life and then life has few different pillars. Work is one, your relationships are one, you know, your hobbies and your fulfillment is one, your purpose is one. So you need sort of that board of directors or that influence in a way that can contribute to all aspects, not just one or the other. Um, so, so for me, it kind of has been A, listening to my inner voice and, you know, seeing what I gravitate towards. And then be really looking up to people who are places that I want to be and just constantly learning, almost like constant curiosity and then eagerness to learn. What I hear you say that is particularly um, fascinating is the notion that even if you don't have access to a particular you know, executive, uh, if it's just not as prevalent uh, within your company or within your business unit uh, or with your team, there are other avenues to find mentors, right? To find examples and templates. Um, the late, you know, Sally Ride uh, has a, just a beautiful, beautiful quote that says, um, "You can't, she can't, she can't be what she can't see." And the idea that we're getting more and more women to be, you know, move into the the realm of engineering, uh, to move into the realm of science and technology, into the C suite, into the executive suite. 
Um, those are the models and the templates. So we're getting there. We're making our inroads. And, and for the women that want to envision themselves there, they have to see it to be it. Um, if Sally's uh, sage words hold true. And so the idea that we can actually follow them right on social media, we can actually um, track their success, go on to YouTube, see their videos, see their speeches. I mean, it's it's really beautiful because for some people like, well, I don't have access. I'm working remotely. I'm stuck in the lab. I'm, you know, whatever the case may be, that no longer is a barrier, right? It's an artificial barrier. Um, so I like that as a new, not a new, but another um, alternative to for mentorship, right? It's just really watching those lead. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we live in a very different time now, like you mentioned that, like when I first joined AWS, I looked up a few female leaders that I just admired and um, getting access to them was not necessarily easily achievable. But like you said, I was looking at their LinkedIn. I was reading about them. What was their career path? What were the decisions that they made? Like watching the different talks that they have given. And I think if you want to get inspired and if you want to find a way, you have so much, you know, at your um you have so much that you have access to now that we never had before. Um, so that's something that I definitely um, use as a source of inspiration. And then the other thing that you said that I'd, I'd really like to reinforce for our audience, mm -hmm. and I think it's a big challenge. And while it may be very natural for Pantea, and mm -hmm. it may be very natural for Holly, um, it, it may not be natural for other people. It may be a real challenge, which is to deeply align with our intuition. You call it the inner wisdom, the inner knowing, um, you know, Deepak Chopra, you know, Joe Dispenza, they all talk about that inner wisdom, that inner knowing. And so few of us are, so few of us tap into that. And you clearly are very soul centered. You're very heart centered. Like I am in touch. I know exactly my path. Get out of my way. <laughs> Here I come. I'm ready to make my mark on this time on, on, on earth. But for those people that maybe aren't yet there in their evolution, um, that are still looking externally for the way forward rather than going internally, I'd love to shift the conversation a little bit about the external um, sort of nudges, uh, the external influences and drivers uh, that may come in the form of mentorship, sponsorship um, in the traditional sense. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously coming out of MIT, um, you, you know, come out with shining a very bright light with all sorts of potential, um, a strong sense of self, a strong sense of direction, uh, going to work for, you know, the world's smartest company um, as heralded every year for I don't know how many years and going to work for, um, you know, the biggest game changer and the golden age of, of, of medicine. Tell me how the mentorship and sponsorship, those concepts um, were part of your journey in Illumina. Absolutely. So I do feel that, like you said, the inner knowing it's important, but I do feel that you need that outside influence to even get access to that inner knowing. And that outside influence is the mentors, official and unofficial mentors. So I definitely have had official mentors where I saw someone that I thought they exhibit behaviors that I just truly admire. And they have, they're just, the way they show up, the way they handle a meeting, the way they handle the organization, it's just something that I really want to learn. And I think most people actually have been generous. I want to have extended, you know, the desire to have them as a mentor. 
I've been able to build those relationships. But I've also a lot of my sort of mentorship has come without people knowing that they're my mentor. It's just how somebody like in a meeting has handled a disagreement or how they have been able to influence a team doing a really hard time at the company. So um, I feel like I always encourage my mentees that you might get access to a few official mentors that you can meet with once a month, once every other month. But that kind of desire to learn should be something that you tap into during every interaction, during every meeting. And but going back to that sort of official mentorship, I think, um, you know, it's sort of what got you here won't get you there. Um, I've always had um, I've always had the sort of a view of what are the areas that I really need to focus on now and who are the mentors and going with the whole, you know, the podcast of lifting while climbing you know, as you're taking different routes, there are different people who are on that climb with you. And they're usually like 20 steps ahead of you. So they have a much better elevated view. They know about like, you know, the setting. And I think the best mentors I've had were not the ones that, you know, wanted me to take the same route. They were the ones that invested in me to know what would work best for me. And then recommending that. And sometimes they would tell me, I don't know why you're even on this hike. You should probably, you know, go back and then change your route. And I think those were the best mentors that they give me really tough advice that you're wasting your time. You're not passionate about what you're doing right now. Do you feel fulfilled? No, then do something about it. So I think the best mentorship has been the, the toughest ones for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, and it's so interesting because, you know, we, we, we've long talked, this is not a novel concept, right? Um, the notion that mentorship is the ultimate accelerator for anybody's career um, ambitions. I think it's uh, 80% of all Fortune 500 companies have a formal mentorship program in place. Yeah. Right. So this isn't new. Um, what's new is the idea that people, certainly in this new virtual world, there's new, there's different methodologies and there's different pathways to actually go out and recruit a mentorship, how to maintain the relationship with a mentorship, and they all can take different shapes and, and, and forms and cadences. Um, I would love for you to give an example because there's a lot of people in our audience who are, I don't want to go up and ask Pantea. I don't know her. I don't want to reach out to Pantea on LinkedIn and watch all of her thought leadership as she posts, you know, something about, you know, cloud storing massive, massive, massive amounts of uh, clinical data. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go out to Pantea? And there's this sense that if I ask her, hey, I'd really love to grab a cup of joe with you. I'd love to get a virtual coffee with you. I'd love to you know, uh, talk to you about this, that you're going to say no. So what? Well, then you can cross Pantay off the list and go to Ida, you know, and go to Suzanne, whatever. But so I'd love for you to give an example, a real um, use case in terms of how you sought out a particular mentor. And then what were the qualities or the traits that you most valued in that mentorship relationship? Yeah. Um, Holly, I think the best advice I've gotten and the best advice I give is very much aligned with what you just pointed out is to have a voice and put your hand up. And I think as females, we default self-select to just listen, just let's not ask. Let's just, you know, let's just do it next week. Let's just know, you know, I'm the last person to talk. I'll just talk at the next meeting. And that's like the worst behavior. And, you know, like exactly what you said, I think putting your hand up, asking, and yeah, you get a no, but at least you get rerouted or you realize, okay, maybe this person is not the 
because mentor and mentee relationship, it's something that both people need to be invested in. So it's almost a rejection is a protection. If somebody tells you, no, it's probably that's not the right mentor for you. You need someone that is in that mental space, workspace, life space that has the time to invest in you as a mentee. Um, so that's like, um, but I'll give you an example that's actually very early in my career. When I was at MIT, I was in a PhD program and I wanted to, I was deciding if I should stay in that program or switch to master's. And then uh, what I did was I went to um, alumni directory of MIT. I filtered by people who had had a master's or had had the PhD in the last like 25 years. The list was around. And then I did other filters as well about the type of job. It was 60 people. I emailed all of them. 15 of them got back to me. And then uh, with those 15, I think I talked with nine of them. I documented ideas about what, what path I should take. And then I really documented that to form my decision on, you know, switching out of the PhD program into master and then starting my career at Illumina 22. But, but that was just like the first example of put your hand up, reach out. Nine out of 60, that's not a really good statistics, but it's still nine people who were 15 years ahead of me at that time. And also with, you know, as I started working, again, the, the usually my method with finding mentors has been, you know, people watching people and seeing who in their leadership I admire. And to be honest, I'm very, very strict with who I pick as a mentor. They have to meet like certain qualities and I should just be like in awe of them. Because again, it's an investment from them and me and I want to be respectful of asking someone what I truly, you know, admire. But it's basically, I've, I usually like watch people and if I like someone, I just ask them. And many situations has been, you know, I would only have time to meet once a year or once every six months. And that I don't think, you know, for me, sometimes I need more of a better pulse. I need like once a month. So then I'll keep that. But then I look at, okay, who has time to do, you know, once a month or once every other month. And, and I think nurturing those relationships is also on, on your, you know, you're kind of in control of it. And, um, and I have mentors from Illumina that I'm still in touch with. And, and now I think our conversation has moved more from what next role I should explore at Illumina to how should I structure my life as a whole? Like, where should I be in 25 years from now? So the conversation changes with each mentor as you stay with them but they stay an integral part of your life because they get to know you really well. So it's a really, um, it's a precious relationship to nurture and kind of carry on. I, you know, you're just sharing your story about the the 60 and down to the, and ultimately to the nine and the conversion rate. And it literally is being very, very intentional mm -hmm. um, and, you know, applying, um, a framework and analytics and and that's the backbone of everybody that's in the stem field so what you just suggested is is so instinctive right um if just by virtue of being in the science and tech um arenas i remember i was early um in my my time here in california and i got introduced to a very 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 uh well-known pe um private equity guy and uh long story short uh, i was calling him up and asking for some uh for a favor and I said, I go, I haven't, I haven't spoken with you in forever, Ken. And he's like, I know. He goes, you know, you're on my list. And I go, what do you mean I'm on your list? Well, you know, I've got about 80 people, the most influential people, you know, here in the, in the Southern California that I like to touch base with on a, some sort of basis. And uh, Holly Smithson's on that list. So I appreciate you reaching out. What's going on, kid? And I went, I, I'm on the list. I'm on the list. 
And it was, and it, you know, this was 16 years ago. And, and so I was like, and then in that moment, I was like, this is how you cultivate. And it, it can look different forms, like the cadence. You said, I don't want once a year, like a little bit, you know, like a little bit um, a deeper connection. But the point is there was a methodology, like any other, like any other pursuit, there's gotta be a methodology, right? There's this, you know, this particular gentleman had a list. How do I want to touch base with? And then you prior, prioritize, right? These are in the red hot. These are kind of in the lukewarm orange. And then these are the, you know, casual and the yellow, whatever, whatever works for you. But I, to hear a gentleman that was in their sixties, tell me that that was his, right? So the mentor and the mentee and the connectivity, I just thought, wow, thank you for that gift. And yeah. uh, it mine. Um, so now, so now I'd love to, now I'd love to pivot over and talk about the other uh, anchor uh, of career acceleration and that's sponsorship. So um, some people who in our audience who may be aspiring leaders a little bit early on um, in their career may not understand the distinction between uh, mentorship and sponsorship. So I'd love for you to um, share your definition and then talk about how that can be, um, that can be nurtured. Absolutely. Or how you've done it for you. Yeah. Uh, I remember actually, Holly, um, doing my first role at Illumina. I'm 22, the youngest product manager at Illumina. And and I I was never shy to kind of ask for feedback because I always believe that whether it's mentor or not, I always believe that you have to know what is your brand and how people are perceiving you so you can actually take control of that. So I remember I had a meeting with one of my VPs at a time. And the last five minutes I asked him, I said, you know, um, like, how can it be better? How can I do better? You know, I just want feedback. And then he said, well, I just want you to relax, but I want you to know that, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good advice. But he said, you know, I want you to know that all your opportunities, you know, like after your first job or second job comes from people that are observing you without you knowing. So it's all about how, like, it's it's basically not a, it's how people look at you without even knowing that they're looking at you. And then, you know, so when I think of like sponsors, it's like people that um, are in the rooms that you're not, and they're actively in the background, creating opportunity for you, voting for you. If you're up for promotion, they're actually the ones that are, you know, um, advocating for you. And those like advocates, those sponsors are key because you could be exceptional at what you do, but if you don't have that sponsorship, um, it, it's, it, it gets really hard. Um, now, when I think of mentors are the ones that it's basically, um, they inspire you. They help you, um, they help you kind of figure out what's right for you, what's not right for you. It's almost, again, people who are 25 steps ahead in the hike, they know it's going to get really sunny. You need that, you know, sun hat. It's going to get really rough. They just can kind of like can lay it out for you so you know what to expect. And I think the best thing that I've had in my mentorship has been less of the mentors creating opportunities for me, but more of them removing the blocks that I thought I had in my in my head. Me like setting my limit as, oh, I can't do that. And then them removing that like self-imposed limit of why not? Like, I'm like, why? Well, yeah, I'm not too qualified. Why not? And then so that kind of why not and pushing me has come from the mentors, mm -hmm. but the opportunity creation, the sort of advocating for me, that has come from the sponsors. And they've always been, in a sense, separate groups, but both very crucial um, in my success. I love that. Um, yeah, just have a big poster board smacked on your forehead. Why not? Why yeah. not? <laughs> Always answering that question versus the why. Yeah. Right? 
And it's, it's almost like, so it's almost like the mentor is the Sherpa and the sponsor is, you know, sharing their power. Sharing yeah. Their influence. Absolutely. Um, and so, and so, you know, it's, you know, going for going from Illumina to AWS, mm-hmm. um, I think everybody in this audience has a deep, deep love for uh, your boss, Jeff Bezos, certainly during the pandemic and making life so easy and so efficient and everything accessible, mostly. Um, but, you know, AWS and Amazon, you know, the brand more broadly um, is known uh, as the wealthiest, you know, run by the wealthiest man in the world. And you don't become the most successful company in the planet unless you have extremely high standards um, mm-hmm. of your team and the innovation cycle and the demand to constantly, perpetually create new value. Um, wh- what is that environment like where it's nothing but everybody's pursuing excellence? And when I see other people like you in there, you are now in a position of power, supreme influence as an executive woman at the most influential company in the world, as the head of worldwide genomics and precision medicine. How are you sharing your power? Um, and not just for men, just, just generally speaking, right? This is a sponsorship um, of, all, of all kinds. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, our leadership principles at Amazon, which I love and I live by, um, like bias for action, sense of ownership, and we're all owners. And I love that because that's how I also feel in life. That's how I also feel about my career. I think you have to own it. You have to run it. You have to be intentional about it. You have to take full responsibility. Uh, we have customer obsessions to putting our customers best, uh, putting our customers first and best. And, um, and we have like another leadership principle that is leaders are right a lot, meaning that you have to trust your intuition. You have to sometimes make decisions that are, you know, based on your experience and, you know, your knowing. Uh, we have a leadership principle about disagree and commit, meaning that you, you're really like the environment is really open to discuss, discuss, and we actually want opposing ideas. But once we agree on something, everybody is committed. And, and we use that LP all the time, like disagree and commit, we're doing this. So there's no one that is like, oh, but I think we should do it. No, we, we, we decided this is the way we're doing it. Or we have a leadership principles about making decisions, like one-way decisions, one-way door decisions or two-way door decisions, where decisions that once you make them, it's really hard to go back and decisions that if you make them and you're not good with it, you can like, you can undo it. And so the ones that are two-way door decisions, we make them quick because there's bias for action. But the ones that are, you know, one way. So our leadership principles are really strong and there's something that is really part of the culture. And the second thing that I admire is we have mechanisms for everything. And I do feel that, you know, when you have a mechanism, like whether that is on how to maintain a relationship with a mentor, how to find a mentor, how to launch a product, then every time you don't have to go back to drawing board, then that mechanism can help you scale then if one person leaves, the whole company is not. So we have basically standards and mechanisms for everything. Um, um, so so that's, that's, that's really, you know, um, I think great for running a company. But again, I think when I think of work is one pillar of life. And if you figure out one p- pillar and if you have values in that one pillar that truly resonate with you, you can extend them across everything. Like in your life, you can have bias for action. Um, you know, and then take action when you think something is going wrong, rather than let it, you know, 
go wrong for longer. So there, there's a lot of, I think, thought that has gone into building the, the right value system for the employees so that you, you can build a company that lasts. And, and it's, it's amazing to be part of it. Well, I can't think of uh, a better guest to have on our new Lifting While Climbing um, episode. And I'm just so thrilled um, to have you share your, your stories and certainly your insights and obviously your example. Um, I think Sally Ride uh, would be most proud uh, that you are helping to operationalize her, her adage or her quote. Um, I want to thank you, really appreciate the opportunity for you to come in and share your story. I also um, want to challenge everybody, um, after listening to Pantea's story, to think about what are you doing um, in the realm of mentorship, either as a mentor or a mentee, and what are you doing in the realm of sponsorship, either as one or, or, or seeking one. Um, and I think that's something that we should really focus on and put some some bias to action uh, around as we close out uh, 2023. So thank you, Pantea, for coming in. It's a pleasure, always a pleasure to see you. Thank you so much, Holly. Excited. All right, that wraps up this edition of our Lifting While Climbing podcast. Want to wish everyone a great holiday season and we'll see you next month on our Lifting While Climbing episode. Mm -hmm.